a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And welcome back to Inside Sources. This afternoon, your hosts are not Boyd Matheson, but instead we get Leah Murray, my friend from Weber State, and I'm KSL legal analyst Greg Scordis. And Leah, let's follow up on the conversation we just had with uh, the the job layoffs in the tech sector. Uh, we hear from our labor department all the time about how U.S. employers are adding 250,000 jobs. They added 263,000 in November. But the tech sector has been the exception to that, and we've seen what are described as mass layoffs. We talked with uh, uh, Fiona in the last section about the fact that a lot of these skilled laborers are immigrants and have to find another way out. But I, and, and this is sort of cyclical. If you recall the, the dot-com bust we had like 20 years right. ago that was sort of out of the blue – are we headed toward that again? Right. Well, hope, luckily, we have with us Mark Hamrick, who is the Washington Bureau Chief and Senior Economic Analyst for Bankrate.com, to help us figure out what is happening. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hello, Lee and Greg. No, it's my good fortune. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. So tell us, is this 2000 all over again? Is this the next big bust in our economy, but also maybe remind all of our younger listeners what Greg, old man Greg, is talking about when he talks about the dot-com bust from 2000. Sure. No, I don't think this is like that. Uh, There may be some similarities, but what happened in 2000 was quite remarkable. We think about essentially the Internet uh, presented itself in the 1990s. And, uh, you know, I can remember in the early 1990s when I bought a personal computer that I sort of had to buy from a local uh, storefront here in Maryland outside Washington where I live. And you basically had to piece it together and it didn't come with sound, for example. Uh, you know, that, that was the that was the pioneering age, really, of, of mass adoption of personal computers. And as such uh, gold rushes go, so to speak, uh, very often financial markets and even enterprises themselves overdo it on growth. And uh, we had the tech sector implode both in the stock market and in the real world. And and from there, it gave rise to another version of uh, growth in the in the 2000s, and I would argue in the, in the 2010s, and even since the pandemic. And so it is cyclical. And because it 
um, is uh, so important for our economy and, and a real source of strength for the U.S. economy in the sense that we lead the world in many aspects of technology, that, you know, it's, it does tend to ride waves. And so uh, you acknowledge the fact that we still have a historically strong job market, broadly speaking, right now, the nation's unemployment rate at 3.7 percent. But job cut announcements so far this year have been on the rise, broadly speaking, and technology has led the way. So, for example, technology firms announced 53,000 job cuts in the month of November and year to date. They've had 81,000 job cut announcements, and, and they've really been across the board with many familiar names like Facebook, Parrot, Meta, uh, Amazon, Twitter, Intel, uh, on down the line, uh, looking to lighten up. But I would say that in this case, what we're experiencing with the broader economy uh, is probably not going to be nearly as um, impactful uh, as a result of this probably necessary lightening of, of a little bit of fat in the technology sector. And, 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 and it's probably in, in some ways a healthy thing because we're coming out of this era where we had record low interest rates. And when you have easy money, easy money goes to some corners of the economy where it probably wouldn't go uh, during more normal times. And, and we've seen a lot of implosions uh, throughout the economy. And crypto is another one of those. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Mark, can you help our listeners understand the dynamics of this? And that is that the Department of Labor announces 263,000 new jobs in November. You just talked about some 50,000 less jobs in the tech industry. Those numbers seem to be a little inconsistent, and we're talking about expansion and contraction. But why specific to, to that part of our economy? Well, we're really measuring other things. You know, we have deaths in our country. We have births. They are not at odds with one another. They all play along with one another in the, in the normal life cycle of human existence. And the same occurs with respect to jobs. You know, we have in a normal month multi-million numbers of people who are hired, and, and we have a certain number of people who are dis- discharged or laid off or let go as well as those who move on or quit on their own. And so uh, there are a number of different measures that we look at that are very important. Just this past, I guess it was yesterday, (laughs) time moves on. Thursday, we had word from the Labor Department on the number of um, new claims for unemployment benefits and the new applications for uh, jobless assistance still at a a fairly historically low level, 230,000. But what's more instructive I think in that case, is that we have now a rising number of individuals who are receiving ongoing uh, jobless assistance from the federal government, nearly 1.7 million, and that 
is up by about 300,000 from earlier this year. In the state of Utah, by the way, that number was also uh, elevated in the new jobless claims. People are freshly laid off, and there were 903 new jobless applications reported in the state for a week, up to 2,200. So um, I wouldn't attach too much importance to one week's numbers, but you know, this, we're going through a situation right now where the job market has been historically strong. Remember, we had an unemployment rate of 14.7% in early 2020 when the economy was broadly shut down, and then we recovered a lot of those jobs in a hurry. And, and so uh, there are all kinds of reasons to explain why the why the economy and job market are poised to weaken. But probably the most important one is that our Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates at the most aggressive pace in modern history in order to try to get its arms around or to dampen inflation. We have another rate-setting meeting and announcement due on Wednesday. We think they're getting closer to the end of that, but we need inflation to behave better as well. And we had an indication of that today in the producer price index We'll have another release next week with the Consumer Price Index, which is a measure of prices at the retail or consumer level. Okay, so I was reading a piece. I'm just going to pivot a little bit back to the tech and then very specifically narrow in. Um, I was reading a piece by Ian Bogost in The Atlantic this month, and he says, actually, it's social media that is the bust, right? So the opening line is it's over. So that when we look at tech, it's Twitter that's in chaos. It's Facebook that's laid off 11,000 people. And I love the way that you said it was like the gold rush. Uh, You know, I grew man, I was alive in the 90s. I remember that. It felt like you know, so intense. And I'm wondering if you could speak to, is it tech writ large or maybe social media is kind of seeing the gold rush on social media is is nearing its end? I think that might be an overly uh, surgical uh, observation, if I may. Uh, Because, for example, we've been hearing about a lot of job cut announcements and indeed job cuts that are occurring in media, right? I mean, it's everywhere from CNN to the Washington Post and uh, Gannett, for example. Uh, and uh, and part of that is a function of slumping advertising or advertising sales, and so that also affects social media. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't think people are in in broad brushstrokes using uh, social media significantly less than they did before. But that also is sort of a think about ocean waves rising and and falling uh, with uh, the broader economy, but perhaps more so. And again. You know, think about how in the early days of the pandemic where we had our activities so severely restricted, much of that self-imposed, some of it imposed by others. And, uh, and, and so we were more reliant, for example, on technology. Think about the streaming services now needing to consolidate in video uh, where there was kind of a golden age of content and, and streaming. And then all of a sudden the likes of Disney, et cetera, realized, oh, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be losing so much money in that space, right? So – um, I think part of it is just the natural evolution of technology, and certainly social media is part of that. But when you have Amazon, which basically doubled uh, in those early days of the pandemic, again, a solution for many people's pain points because of sort of like, well, we can't go there to shop, so maybe they can bring it here. And now Amazon realizes there goes a truck literally right outside my window as we speak. That's funny. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, that they were at 1.6 million employees at the end of last year, and they're announcing, you know, that they need to reduce not only their corporate headcount, but their commitment to distribution. And by the way, I just sort of did the quick math on that. You divide that by 50 states, and, that, and of course, that's not the way it works. But 32,000 employees per state. And so, you know, that's going to have impacts 
in, in you know in, in almost all localities across the country, whether it's corporate or the distribution piece. Okay, thank, thank you, you so much, Mark Hamrick, Washington Bureau Chief and Senior Economic Analyst for Bankrate.com. More to come on Inside Sources after the break. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.